Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and uh, what a joy it is to preach the good news to you. May God bless your ears and heart that you have the hope and peace that we have in Jesus Christ, and that the Lord changes your view of the world, that you see things as He does with the love of His Son, Jesus. If you want to support His mission here at St. James through Chicago, go to stjames-lutheran.org and donate. Thank you for listening. I've always really loved that phrase. I don't know if Peter really knows what he's talking about. I don't know if Peter really understood what Jesus had previously just talked about. He said some crazy things about eating and drinking his body and blood, but Peter knows one thing, um, his words give life. And I don't know if he even understands what all that means either, but Jesus' words give life. Uh, today is the second, uh, second week in our exploration of having joy and living with it. How do you live with joy? Uh, And I think it's connected to the things that God, I know it is, connected to things God has given us in the wilderness. We don't have joy because we're surrounded by a wilderness, even though we know we're saved, we know we're forgiven, but we still walk in this wilderness and wild animals like we talked about Sunday. God has given us a backpack, God-given, commanded, designed tools. Last week we talked about confession, today... The Word, which I would say really is primary of all the things, it connects everything together. It empowers the Word of God, everything else. And I think Word, the Word, and words have gotten a bad rap lately, which is funny because we use them more than ever. Think about a couple phrases you sort of take for granted and just sort of throw off as if you assume they're true, but I don't think you've ever thought of it before. A a picture is worth a thousand words. Really? Did someone figure that out? Uh, What else? Uh, Words fail to describe my whatever love for you. And and of course, your spouse is like, well, you could try. So (laughs) you you use this a lot, right? Uh, uh, The frailty of language. People just assume that communication breakdown, we hear that a lot too, right? Uh, We're not communicating. Um, uh, Words are... Um, Some people actually say stuff like, God chose words. He sort of lowered himself down to words because it's the best way he could kind of get to know us. As if he didn't create us. As if he's doing the best he can. He can't really do it perfectly. I want you to think this. And I shouldn't say I want you. I want you to entertain this idea. That words are actually more important than pictures. That pictures are more misleading even. Something to talk about later than words. And if God wanted to communicate to people in another way, why wouldn't he have? Words are far more amazing than we give them credit. And I would suggest this, there's no other way to communicate. There's no more effective way. I actually got some theories on things don't happen without words. Whole nother topic. Why do I say this? Well, you can just go and look at Scripture. Go ahead, you can type it in if you want. I kind of did, and it's not really very academic, not just to use the Google like this, but uh, it gives me a nice little survey. You type in Word in your Bible Gateway app or whatever, and you get tons of stuff. And it says like the same thing, right? Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. 
notice, it doesn't say, God, you are a light. It doesn't mean that it's not God. We'll talk about that in a second. Your words. Um, uh, what else we have? Your words were found, and I ate them, and your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart, Jeremiah says, as he's being persecuted, by the way. Jesus, sanctify them. He prays to God and says, sanctify them, you, the disciples, in the truth. Oh, wouldn't we like to know what truth is? Jesus says it. Your word is truth. Period. And of course, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And uh, Hebrews, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Um, and the same Hebrew writer uh, says something here later on. Um, well, and God said, let there be light. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, the writer of Hebrews says. If I made a case, the words, and not just the word, Words, there's no the word without words, are not just the best we can do. The best God can do is speak in our foolish language. I like to flip that around. I would say it is actually the best God can do, and that words are not the problem in your communication challenges. I've, if you're like me, <laughs> the problem is not words. The problem is what? You, the communicator, user error. I keep on thinking about this. I want you to leave here thinking about this. Our words, I mean, I said a couple weeks ago, we watched the, the future of the known free world depend on two, um, I almost said Cena, I'm not going to say Cena, senior citizens, which is true, <laughs> argue using not swords or science or, no, it wasn't Elon Musk up there, it was words. And by the way, you want to hear, I would say, one of the brightest minds, uh, it's hard to debate that. Elon Musk, the man can speak. Steve Jobs, successful because he could speak. I promise you this, more so than what he could do, he could communicate the vision. And the success of Tesla, the success of Apple is words. And Steve Jobs actually talks about this, the art of telling people what they don't even know they need yet. Words. How much more so God's word? It's very easy for us to do this. It's very Greek of us to separate the thing from words, as if words are in the way of the thing. Does that make sense? So there's God and there's words. We want to be with God, and the words are kind of like the best they can do. They're in the way. You know what I'm saying? People talk about the spirituality. When you think of spirituality, you know anybody that likes to use the word spirituality all the time? It usually has nothing to do with words. It's feelings. It's not words. And then I think the worst thing to do for Christians is to divorce God from his words. As if there's this, and I believe church bodies do this today, with, with no scientific basis at all, by the way, no empirical evidence, but it just makes sense to us because we begin with the assumption words are man-made and faulty. You ever hear that? The Bible? Who wrote it? I strongly would suggest when you are in God's word, you are in God. And it's not because I have a theory. God says it over and over and over. You want to talk about God? 
then you use his words to talk about him. You want to know more about God? Well, how about listen to what he says and how he describes himself? That is how you know God. You can't have Jesus without his words. There is no other well, is Jesus, but you're not getting him. He communicates, he speaks, he dwells, he gives his joy, he connects with us. You experience and commune with him, not directly standing right with him, but through words. And I would suggest you will do that in the new heaven and the new earth. You'll still be speaking and using words, but your brain will finally be unclogged, and you'll be able to actually hear and actually speak. So as we begin, are in this journey in the wilderness, and we want to be close to God, I don't know how many times I got to say this or look up the verse, how many times God has to say this, be in his word. That means here, together, church is always done together. Individual devotion, that's great, but it's not actually primary. God always works with people and not simply persons. And together, they're in his word, reading, listening, and let his word have authority and not your idea of what God should say or who he should be. That's what this is. Sunday morning, it's the same thing. You're in his word, learning about who this one is who loves you, that made you with a word, who died and rose for you. But words and being in God's word is indeed being in truth. And there's nothing more truer than being in God's Word. Being in God's Word gets you closer to the truth than seeing something with your own eyes, which, by the way, your senses should not be something you're confident in, right? But it's not just information. When you're in Bible study, when you're on Sundays, it's not just learning for your brain things about God and memorizing stuff and things, like, which is fine and it's good and healthy and right to do and wrong not to do. But God's word is not just information. Look at the way he talks about it. The first, the Hebrew reading, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. All scripture is breathed out by God. It's not just information. It is a living thing. And you know what we call it? John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then verse 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Who's that? Jesus. When you're in God's words, you're in Jesus when you're speaking and listening to his words, you're speaking and listening to God. And it's active, and it does things. How did God make the universe? He spoke. Could have done anything he wanted to. What would you have done? App on your iPhone or something? I don't know. Speaks, and it happens. How does Jesus heal? How does Jesus forgive he speaks, and it happens. God's word does something to us when we're in it, not just information, but like that sword, that surgeon's knife. It reveals sin, 
Praise God because it hurts us and it removes and it heals and it forgives. When you hear his words spoken by another sinner, which you remember last Wednesday, it is God himself speaking and the Holy Spirit is ministering to you through his words. Don't wait for something even cooler. There's nothing more cooler than that. His words make this the body and blood of Jesus. His words make water into a baptism. His words will one day speak over your grave, rise. And by the power of his word, you will rise. Want to experience God? You want to have joy in this wilderness? Be in this word. It is a spring eternal that ministers, feeds, connects you to God, and gives you joy. In Jesus' name, amen.